Love this podcast? Support it and sponsor today. Simply head to OzCastNetwork.com for details. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. There's three sides to every story. There's my side, your side, and the truth. Which Kelly are you? Edward. People call me Ned. I photograph what my conscience asks me to. Mad Max 2. It's my kind of movie. Shut up! Shut up! Your friend can't come back, Sarge. Oh, he's disabled. I'm this carer. You're blind. He's an equal opportunity employer. The kids who are sick cannot do the hip hop anymore. G'day folks and welcome to The Curb. This is a podcast that looks at Australian films, TV, culture and the people who make it happen. This podcast is proudly recording the lands of the Wajak people of Perth region and I pay respects to their elders both past, present and emerging. This particular episode I catch up with actress Nerida Bromwyn who is somebody who starred in the Netflix series 600 Bottles of Wine which is a wonderful, charming, hilarious series. It started off as a web series and now is available on Netflix and I really hope there are a heck of a lot more coming along because it's a delight. Uh, I'll stick a link to the review for that particular show in the show notes. Um, I absolutely loved it. Uh, And Nerida reached out to me a little bit ago to do an interview with her about her work in trying to get work in LA. She is an actress from Australia who moved over to LA to start a career there and to carry on her career as an actress over there and thought it might be really helpful for up and coming people and for people who are in LA and for people who are interested in how the industry works over there. Uh, Nerida thought it would be a great idea to have a chat and to discuss the process of how it is going in over in LA and what the process is, is as an actress in, in trying to get work, doing auditions and the variety of different things in the community that is over there. So it's a long discussion, which is part of the reason why this is part one and part two will be out in a week's time. And I really enjoyed chatting to Nerida and I really hope you enjoy listening to her story. What you're going to hear next is the uh, comedy reel for Nerida's uh, work, which is available on YouTube. Uh, Again, I'll stick a link in the show notes there. And you get a taste of who she is as an actress with the comedy background there. And then for next week, we'll have the drama reel as well. So this is Nerida Bronwyn. I will stick a link to all of her work and uh, the places you can find her in the show notes too. And enjoy. You clearly moved here from some sad place in the Midwest to live out your sex in the city dream where you'd climb the ladder and drink margaritas with your BFFs, right? It was Cosmos. They actually drank Cosmos in that show. Whatever. I'm not 80. I didn't watch that show. Look, let me save you the suspense. This is not Indiana or whatever city you're from and you won't be able to hack it here. So why would I put in the effort to help you? I'm so proud of you. And now you come here to my face and tell me some fucked up shit about an umbrella? Unless that umbrella's been used in foreplay? I don't want to hear 
This has been used to keep me dry. It's keeping us all dry. Not done. You've got to be a bite, don't you? No. And another? Yeah. The same. Thanks. Maybe two? <laughs> Did you want anything? Yeah, such a good beat. <clears throat> I'll have that. Yeah. <clears throat> You are funny! <laughs> really funny! <laughs> I like your hair. Is he your dad? I thought he was your dad. My medical security. How are you going anyway? How's your day been? Good. Today's a really, today's a busy day. That's um, good. Which is good. Mostly like 90% of it is on Zoom. Because <laughs> that's the world we live in now. <laughs> um... So, I mean, I can run you through what I did today if you have any interest. <laughs> I do, yeah. So, I guess, like, let's, let's just... Tell you a day in the a, life? Yeah, tell me a day in the life. What's, what is... Well, first of all, I guess, because uh, I'll put this out as a podcast. So, I guess, first of all, tell listeners where you are is the best way of putting it. So, I'm in Los Angeles. Uh, more specifically, I'm in a suburb called Hancock Park, which is... A really nice little nook just south of Hollywood, but I'm a six-minute drive from Hollywood, so it's very convenient without kind of being in amongst. Because Hollywood, yeah, <laughs> it, it, there's nice parts of Hollywood, and then there's the less nice parts, and um, it's a little bit more residential here. But again, super close. Um, yeah, so that's where I am in LA. Um, and you made the move there, the big move. When did you move to, to the US? I moved to the US in July of uh, 2017. Right. So well before yeah. everything has, has well taken before. place. <laughs> yeah. So I got a couple of years of normalcy over here. Well, I mean, not that you can really call this place normal, but yeah, <laughs> I got a couple of years to figure it out. And I am honestly like, I, I, I'm super like comfortable here and, and set up now because it's been three and a half years so yeah um it definitely took a couple of years to settle like moving overseas is not easy even if it's to a country that has a lot of uh, has certain similarities it's you know like it's it's not too hard to figure out but at the same time the culture shock is real even if you think it's you know it's not like moving to japan where i'd have to learn a different language and really get used to a different way of living um, but still it, it was hard and you're all the things you're used to. And then the support network that you have aren't there, despite the fact that I have family on the East coast, which I'm very lucky to have. And I also have, you know, I built quite a lot of friends over here prior to moving, which definitely helped, but it was still a process getting settled, getting set up, getting representation, all those things you go through as an actor. And even if you've, um, even if you've had any kind of success in Australia, you're still essentially starting again when you get here. Yeah, yeah. 
So yeah. I guess let's let's talk through a day in the life. What, what do you yeah. do then? So at the moment, at the moment, um, being in quarantine, obviously it's a little unique. But my day, it, it starts. I, I have a, a one-year-old little pup, which we got during quarantine. It was literally her birthday was yesterday. She just turned one. Happy birthday! So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> her name is Zelda. Um, so. I used to, like, sleep a little later, but I don't <laughs> since we got her. Um, and one of my best friends over here has actually started a, a fitness. She's a certified trainer. And she started, like, a Zoom fitness thing where she does live classes over Zoom. And it's stuff like Pilates and HIIT. It's all very easy to do in your living room or wherever you have the space. So most days of the week, that's that's at nine. And... Um, it's only half an hour, so it's not like some crazy workout, but it's something that gets me out of bed and moving a little. And I think I just feel better about the day when I've done that. Um, and so today, goodness, is my, I had, I'm actually, this, this, this bit's a little boring. I'm currently in the process of renewing my O1 visa. So I had a meeting with my lawyer on the phone this morning about that. And we're nearing the finish line. So that's comforting. Um, after that, I, this is like the best day to do this interview because I actually have a heap of really cool stuff on. Um, at 11 a.m., I then had a coaching session with my voice and dialect coach because I have two voiceover auditions that I've got to put down once we're done. So they're a British accent, and that's one of my stronger accents, but I wanted to get just get a bit of coaching, get a bit of direction on – so one of these is for a video game that's unreleased. It's a racing video game, and so – um, yeah, that was, that was on Zoom and that was really fun to, I've been working with him for a number of years now. So we're very comfortable and, um, he just knows what I need to be told to kind of get me to the places I need to go vocally. And this is a fairly new endeavor of mine. Um, something I've always, always wanted to do was get into voiceover work really for a long time and just never put the pieces together and um it helps that i am dating a sound engineer slash music producer so he has a mic he gets excited so he set me up with a like a little vo booth in our studio so when quarantine happened i was represented across the board by my agent including um having a voiceover agent which I'd, which was started, uh, some of the steps i was taking to eventually do this and then when quarantine happened i was like that's it that's where we go now this is so I've really been yeah I contacted her and was like I'm ready I've got a setup I've I'm a trained voice actor as far as like theatrically I've been working with voice and dialect coaches for my whole professional career since finishing college um and I'm so excited I've been auditioning like crazy for it and um yeah started I've, I've done a few small little projects which has been really fun. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, that's yeah. exciting. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, with I mean, obviously, six hundred bottles of wine is fantastic. I I love it, and my partner. Oh loves yay! It and, Thank you. And, yeah. <laughs> and I was talking to her about doing the this interview today, yesterday, and she's like, is "Oh, she okay? yes, she's good. She's fine. She's yeah, good. yeah, good. Yeah. Good to hear. <laughs> yeah, she was not a not a fun day the other day, but um, she's oh. doing much better, which is good. I'm um, glad to hear. Yeah, glad to hear. thank you. <laughs> um, but she's such a huge fan of the show, and she's like, a, 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 when we watched it, she was like, "You you must tell all of these people that there needs to be more of this." 
I was like, yes, and you know, and I need to see more of these people on screen as well because they're fantastic. Um, yes, you do. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but all, I mean that for the rest, like the rest of the cast as well. Like I feel that. Like I feel that way about the whole cast of Six Hundred Bottles as well. Not not just myself. <laughs> like they're so, they're just such a wonderful group of people. It really was one of. It's one of my most fond experiences on set, honestly, I think in my entire career. <laughs> I can imagine because there's such camaraderie and, and mm. uh, organic kind of chemistry between you all in that. And so it's, it's just wonderful. Uh, I wonder for you as somebody who is going out and doing auditions, how important is it to have that available on a platform like Netflix now? Um, yeah, it, that was that was so exciting. And I kind of predicted it when when... Just before it got announced, I knew there was something that was going to be announced about it. And I kind of said to uh, my my boyfriend, I was like, I think it, it's either available somewhere in the US or it's, or it's something like Netflix. And um, yeah, so we found out it was just like, this is where it should be. Um, the one challenge for me is that I am in America and yeah. as of yet, it's, it's not readily accessible here, which is, a, you know, which is a sin <laughs> because people should be able to see it over here. And um, I, I, I'm not quite sure of uh, the status of that or if, if that's going to happen, but I know that eventually the desire would be to have it be accessible over here. And that would help me out a lot. Um, (laughs) but being on Netflix is, is huge. I was just like, even every, everyone I told here, I was like, but it's Australia, New Zealand. And they'd be like, why are you downplaying this? You're on Netflix. And I was like, you're right. I am on a show that is on Netflix. We have, we are on a show that's on Netflix and I'm just, yeah, it's ecstatic. I, I was so excited when I found out and I knew that also like from the benefits of from a career aspect it definitely puts you on the map a little bit more and um it was very much something uh that helped me really secure management over here so that was probably one of the biggest things for me and i i know this is like i don't mean to gush but i love my managers i i am so excited to be working with them i just did my first huge series regular audition last week through them um, and the biggest goal for me, like anything else is icing on the cake, but the biggest goal for me with that was to obviously make a good impression and not have them regret me as a client. <laughs> and I got really good feedback on the audition. So I think I, that was just, it was a good week. It was a good yeah. week to get to do that. And I'm lucky that I have a, a very close friend that had the patience because I actually had to learn a lot of, it's a comedy, but I still had to learn a lot of medical jargon for this audition like a lot (laughs) and I said to him and he we obviously just like the way it is over here is uh this is someone within my little I guess bubble um we get tested on like a weekly basis and we really just see the same like two to three people um for safety's sake because the cases are still very high here as I'm sure everyone is aware Mm. of there um and so, yeah, I got lucky. He was able to help me out with that and was very patient with me while I stuffed up my medical jargon lines. And, yeah, so, I again, my, my managers are great. We just got me set up with new headshots, and I'm really excited to be working with them. And I don't know if I would have kind of had the pull to uh, have them want to work with me without 
uh, without 600 bottles really just continuing to go up and up and to be picked up by more and more platforms all over the world. It's Mm. so cool. Well, it is really fantastic. And if it's any um, uh, comfort, I I work in a hospital and even the doctors don't get the medical terminology right (laughs) a lot of the time. So (laughs) it is perfectly fine. (laughs) I know. Well, my mum is actually a midwife over back home, a midwife and, and also therefore just a registered nurse. Yeah. So the first thing I did was copy and pasted that part of the script to her, called her and ran through it and she corrected me on everything so that from the get-go I was at least pronouncing them correctly and then the feat was to have to learn them. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. yeah, it's, it's very easy to get your, you know, your cytomas and lymphomas and all that kind of stuff mixed up and yeah. I had, it was like immunoglobulin A, it was like temporomandibular joint dysfunction and just the craziest, like, it was almost cruel to be honest. I saw it, I was like, oh, come on. (laughs) And for a moment I was just like really anxious. I was like, oh, oh my God. And then I got out of my own way and was like, we can do this, we can do this. You have support from a lot of wonderful people and so, yeah, I was like, Mom, I need help with some pronunciation. And and she's, and she's like, I don't think I've done that since you're in the second grade, but okay. Like... <laughs> <laughs> so let's go back to 2017 then. And as you're yeah. saying, it's a bit like you've already had, you know, so much work here in Australia and it's starting over again in the US. What's that like? What, what kind of um, – what was your – what did you expect when you were going to America and what was kind of challenged and changed when you actually got there? Mm. Um, I think the thing is like, I, you know, I, it wasn't like, I wasn't on anything super, super massive in Australia, Just, but I definitely built, um, I, I built a, like a career and a body of work and was known in the industry at least, you know, like, um, and, and a lot of what I did was, like I love the indie scene. I've worked with like I've worked with bands on their short films, and I've done some really cool stuff in my career. Um, and then, and a lot of the things I've done have been repeat situations where I've worked with, I've connected, auditioned for something, got the part on, say, a short film, and then the next thing they did was a little bigger, it was a series, and then I got to be a part of that. And um, I love working when I when I uh, strike up a rapport creatively with a group of people or one person, I, and I, and like, I know they feel the same way. I, I want to keep working with them and what they want to do. So um, I had built such a network in Australia, I guess. And you come here and I had a handful of connections. A lot of my connections weren't in the right industry because I also had a lot, I have a lot of friends here in the music industry. Um, especially with my boyfriend being a music producer and a lot of, and his record label are like a family. They're just wonderful. You come over and everyone, you're, you're just hanging out with everyone all the time. And so I, it took me a while to kind of find my groove and figure it out here because the industry is so much bigger, even though it's tiny. Now I know, you know what I mean? Like it's a very small industry, but it's massive. <laughs> so yeah, it was a bit of, like, honestly, I, I wasn't coming over here with any ego. I really just, I know this is, yeah, this is very, but I mean this. I really just love creating and being an actor. I love it. I am so, I'm such an actory actor. Like, I just, 
thoroughly enjoy it. But also my joy and and being so in love with it has I've built has built up even more the last few years being in LA. And so there were definite challenges. Um, I only just now am really starting to feel after three and a half years, I'm really feeling confident with my team. I'm regularly auditioning, even during a pandemic, with voiceover and self, uh, self-tape self submits. Um, but it wasn't, you know, I, I connected with managers that didn't work out. I couldn't get an agent for a long time because, uh, honestly, I stood in my own way for part of it. There was the fear. Um, and But one of the best things I did was just always jump back into a class. I, 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 like, I do believe you should always be honing your craft as an actor, no matter how much you've trained. And that was, that's where I started meeting people. And my Australian agent always told me that American actors and actors in LA, they want to help you. They want to tell you everything they want to, they, and they do. And there's a lot of truth in that. Like you meet an actor and the next thing they're like, you know what, you should do the showcase or you should meet my voice coach or you should, I, I, or you need that. Oh, I know someone like they really are quite generous with the information they give you. So once I met one person, I met another person that led to this and led to me meeting and working with this and doing this workshop or whatever. And um, so, yeah, I, I was honestly just through jumping into some classes and workshops and I just slowly started growing my network over here and, Three and a half years later, I have made some not only great uh, industry connections, but dear friends that I, you know, expect to know for a very long time. And yeah, yeah. I I also think for a lot of like LA gets a bit of a bad rap. A lot of the people here get a bit of a bad rap. But personally, I have met. I haven't really met any of these fake fake. I know what people are talking about, but. Most of the people I met have met have just been awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really have been lucky. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is really an industry town, you know, and it's, and as mm. you were saying, like people do want to help and people do want to get the best thing. And I think that there's certainly from my perspective and having talked to a lot of people who have moved to America and done work over there and things like that, um, there is a perspective from Australia that, we're quite loved because of the fact that we're Australians. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Everybody it, loves Aussies. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it's always, it's always a good time if there's an Australian around and that oh, kind yeah. of works in our favor. Um, has there been, it does. Have, yeah. <laughs> have you been able to connect with many Australians over there? Cause from, I guess back at home, we get to hear all these stories about people going to America to start a new career. And, you know, we, we see all the great work they do here and we kind of mourn, oh, you know, it's sad that you can't establish a career here in Australia mm. and you have to go somewhere else. Um, yeah, you eventually start to hit the ceiling or... Yeah. You just, like, and, the, yeah, the Australian industry can also just be quite difficult to break into. I uh, I know this isn't really answering your question, but I no, no. had my sights set on LA since I was actually quite young. It was nothing to do. It was even before I'd really been a part of the Australian industry. It, it was, I came over here when I was 10 for the first time because I have, um, my dad has uh, his brothers over here and they started family. So I have a lot of cousins and aunties and uncles. And um, the first time I came here, what a magical place for a 10 year old, Disney oh, World, yeah. all of that, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and um, 
but and then and I knew I wanted to be an actor from like the time I was like four or something and I I got to be like Snow White in a kindy play I was like that that's what I'm going to do you know <laughs> my mom was like yeah okay um and so but yeah my uh, this the, the the wanting to move over here was something that came from uh, yeah when I was really young I wanted to do this um but I have connected with a lot of wonderful Aussies here. There are, this place is just so creative. And I think when you meet people that really just want to serve the work that they're doing and they want to create, they want to make people feel, they want to make people laugh, they want to uh, say something about something. And when everybody is focused on that, you like it's kind of just, yeah, it's kind of magical, honestly. I know that's... <laughs> But it's cool because that's the energy that I've really found now that I have now that I'm comfortable here and I and I'm you know I've been here for a while enough to have lots of friends and 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 industry contacts here. It it's just like you really realize that the, that you find the people that are here for the same reasons and and those reasons for me are yeah artistic. It's, and it's not so much about the whole making it and and especially as I get a little bit older. Um, I really am learning what my, like, my college coaches used to tell me, like, if you're, if you're not enjoying this journey, then what's the point? You can't keep thinking about that destination. And I really, I know it's, it's a bit, again, it's, it's a phrase, but that is something I very much try to live by that. Like, if I'm not enjoying it while I'm doing it, the hard, hard parts, the ups and downs, then yeah, it's, it's only going to get harder as well. So um, yeah, I got to work with a publicist over here, actually, who's an Aussie. And I, I think whenever we get on the phone, we actually probably chat for about an hour before we actually do any <laughs> stuff or actually talk about anything business. <laughs> um, yeah, I've got a handful of really close Aussie friends over here, and they keep me sane. They really That's do. Good. Sometimes I just have to message an Aussie that knows what it's like to be an Aussie in L.A., to be an actor in L.A., to be a creative in LA of any kind and just be like Americans, right? And like, yeah. I mean, that was all, but, or just like, or, you know, when, I mean, um, let's not get political, but the, some of the stuff that's been going on, sometimes you really just need to talk to another Aussie and be like, what the hell? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. I know. And it's, yeah, it's, it's probably, it's uh, it's a bit of a, a culture shock in a way, I think, in some ways, as you were saying before. I know there's a podcast that's called Aussies in Hollywood. I don't know if you've heard of that, but it's... Um, I think I have heard of it, and I really should listen to it, because, yeah, yeah that type of stuff, it's just, again, you, sometimes you really just need to connect with someone that gets it. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, and so it's hosted by Jenny Cooney, and she does, um, she interviews yeah. a whole bunch of... Um, know Australian actors and people and directors and stuff and it's really wonderful because it is you hear this yeah, kind of completely what's it actually different, called uh it's called Aussies in Hollywood Aussies in Hollywood I'm yeah. gonna look that up yeah it's a good listen I I really enjoy listening yeah. to it because um you know it's it is about people connecting with Aussies in Hollywood <laughs> you know Aussies <laughs> talking about all these and it's a unique experience you know it's got to be a completely unique experience um yeah what I want to know as well is that did you have to, when you got to America, did you have an idea of like, I need to do a TV series or I need to get onto a movie or something like that? <laughs> did you have goals that you wanted to achieve 
uh, I, I, that over time, yeah. Definitely have goals, um, but like that are all those things. And I, I, you know, I love to have the really big dreams and then the more humble, <laughs> like obtainable, immediate future goals. Um, but yeah, like honestly, I, I want, I want, I want to do all of it. Something that I, I'm, I really want to um, incorporate into my career in in the future, potentially when you know COVID is less. Uh, you know, shutting everything down. Um, I, I want to get into like I'd love to get into stunt work because sure. as yeah, like because and I'd I'd love to be doing action movies and things like that. And um, I you know I did eight years of karate through high school and all of so I know I'm like I have the kind of the pre-existing um, athleticism. That that's something, and I've always been athletic. I've always just loved running around like a mad thing, to be honest. <laughs> so something like that would, and and because I have those goals, I would love to be in a huge action blockbuster. I think that'd be really fun. Um, but yeah, to be honest, the, the the things that I really want to be a part of um, is yeah, like a long running series that there's like TV and series and streaming, um, and it has been since stuff like. Breaking Bad and came mm. out like it just took a turn in a direction and in into a higher caliber and yeah I think that what the shows that come out these days are just of a level that is so high the acting is so wonderful the, the directors that are signed on the writers that are creating these shows are also incredible and I very much want to be a part of that world as well um yeah, yeah. As well as, that. and one of my yeah. biggest goals in life as well is I really want to voice an animated character in a film, game, show, whatever. That's it's that's something. also yeah. another big goal of mine. <laughs> is it as well like there's almost like this multi-talented or multi-faceted aspect of acting nowadays? Like growing mm. up, it was always kind of like you are a stage actor and that's it, and yeah. or you are a film actor and that's it. And it, I remember, I mean, this is. It was always a shock when a film actor went to TV, and it's like, gosh, what are they doing that for? It's going to kill their career. I but now, know. <laughs> but now you have now it's revamping everything. their careers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. People are getting revitalized. They're having a new life and on TV and stuff like that. And certainly for somebody who writes about film and and things, I have to change my yeah. my mindset to that kind of stuff. Um, but I imagine for you, like as you're saying, you you've got all these ideas you want. TV and video games and stuff yeah. like that. Um, how do you kind of, how do you approach that? How do you accept the auditions for those kinds of things? Um, well, I mean, I think the thing that's been really exciting is I guess I was subconsciously heading there with all my different little endeavors. And so the pieces of the puzzle, are like I'm, a, I, I'm in a, just a really great place starting 2021. Let's like, 2020 whatever but <laughs> I I I still feel like I achieved a lot in 2020 and I know a lot of people did despite everything going on um and so yeah I I've whether like it was it's all completely on purpose but there's a lot of chance as well involved there's a lot of right time right place stuff so getting with the manager that I, I've just signed with um and really getting to like I know what I want as well in my career and being able to voice that with them and have them go yeah great okay cool and 
they're managing me. That's their job is to manage my career. And um, I have a great relationship with my voice agent. So these little things, for example, you know, voicing a character on a video game. I, um, I've made sure my managers know that that's stuff that I want to be doing. So they're now connected with my voiceover agent and um, we're working on my voiceover reel right now because that is going to substantially help me to get bigger auditions with this type of stuff. I, I do a lot of commercial auditions for voiceover as well as the games and then occasionally maybe a, 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 like a, I've, I've had one for like an animated kid show and things like that. Um, but yeah, the, like part of it is luck. Part of it has been the the specific managers that I sought out. I reached out to them and because and, I'd had an eye on them for a minute and it was the right time again because I had I was able to come with them and be like, I've just been on a show that, that's come out on Netflix in Australia and New Zealand. Like, and that made them go, oh, okay, all right, let's have a meeting. And um, yeah, I, I, it, it's nice to feel proud of myself, which I, I know a lot of, a lot of us creatives don't acknowledge often. And I, I'm definitely an advocate for that self-love and being like, it's, let's promote being proud of ourselves when we, when we, when we tick off those small goals. And my goal for 2020 was to find that manager. And I did. And so, and, and, and it became, because everything shut down, one of my new goals became honing my skills as a voiceover artist, which I did. So, um, yeah, I, I really have focused on the things that I'm really wanting in my career now, because um, I don't want to sit around and you have to be proactive. You do like having an agent and a manager is one thing, but you are always needing to be working for yourself in some way, shape or form. And then they will also be able to work harder for you because you're giving them the tools, the, you know, the reels, the headshots, all of the pieces of puzzle, puzzle that they need to present to have someone go, yeah, okay, let's bring her in for an audition. And um, yeah, I think I'm in a very positive headspace about it because I just, I'm not worrying too much again about the destination of it. I, I have managed to really just go, this is fun. And this is what my goal was. My goal was to be here in LA doing exactly this. And it's definitely up and down. And I'm away from my partner for like five months because, or longer because of this pandemic. And yeah, it's, I'm very homesick. I'm very homesick for Australia. I, I just need my fix. You know, yeah, I just yeah. need to come back, see my mom, see, like, smell the northern beaches of Sydney and, like, see my family and friends. And then I'll be good. I'll be able to come back and do another year. <laughs> you know? Hey, thanks heaps for listening to this episode and this interview with Narada Bromwin and listening to her talk about living in L.A. and working in L.A. and going through the audition process in L.A. It really means a lot. Make sure to stick around and check out the next episode, which will be up in a week's time, where we'll carry on the interview in the second half of the interview with Nerida, talking about um, more stuff and more LA-based things and missing home as well. Uh, make sure to head over to the website, thecurb.com.au, to check that out when it goes live. You can subscribe to a newsletter. 
or you can follow us on social media facebook.com forward slash the curb au and the curb au on twitter as well and if you want to go the extra step for as little as one australian dollar per month patreon.com forward slash the curb au helps keep the site independent and going and keeping alive and all that kind of stuff it's really fantastic if you do that Hey, look, I hope you're all staying safe and sound and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, this is coming out on Tuesday, the March the 9th. And if you are in Perth, Western Australia, make sure to head along to the WA Made Film Festival this coming weekend. There is a lot of great films being screened there, a lot of great short films, a lot of great work all around. Um, a lot of great stuff. Really, really would be fantastic to see you all there smiling and cheering and and being social and all that kind of stuff other than that i hope you all stay safe and sound and look after each other take care i'll see you on the next one love this podcast support it and sponsor today simply head to oscastnetwork.com for details